0: Rugby League fans, welcome to the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach Squid and LJ bringing you bands for the week that was and the week ahead. Boys, we just had Indigenous Round. What a fantastic weekend. What would you guys think of it? Squid, start off with you.
1: Oh, mate, disappointing after that Warriors loss on Friday, and then uh, Saturday night was pretty bleak with one-sided football, and then a couple of upsets on the weekend, but um, other than that, Daniel got absolutely slaughtered on Saturday night, <laughs> ended up drinking with three times throughout the day, so I mean, I'll take that as a PB, I think, it was pretty good.
2: I'd like to hear more about the story though, so before I carry on, uh, can you name the three times?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely, so... Um, Had to go wet the baby's head of uh, one of my new mates who just had their third child. So we had half a box of red there. Caught up with one of the mates from the gym at the local hangar bar. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. And we did three jugs there. And then everyone came back to my house, which my wife organized a bit of a drink up without telling me. And then, um, yeah, managed a box there. So a lot of drinks throughout the Saturday. So I was quite impressed
0: with myself. Well, the good thing about having a party at your own place is that at least you know the Uber's going to be cheap and you've got a place to crash. So that's pretty awesome. What about you, LJ? How was your weekend, brother? Weekend
2: was good. Fighting a bit of a cold now, so it must be a bit of payback for how I celebrated on Sunday, watching the Sharks dominate the Titans. And hey, SJ and Matt Moylan actually made it through a game without getting injured. (laughs) So applause all around for those guys. But speaking about how good that was, Squid, how good was something for you in the weekend?
1: Personally, I like the fact that Reese Walsh gave a bit of biff back and showed that he (laughs) ain't no bitch. Um, He received a little bit of a a shot and a tackle, and he was like, you know what, mate, fuck you, and gave it a little bit back. And I'm just like, I like the fact that he showed that aggression. He just needs to know how to control it and use it within the game to make it more beneficial. And, I mean, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks now, so it's you know, it doesn't benefit us, but I'm just glad that he's got it. Just needs to learn how to use it. So that's how good for
0: me this week. And how good for me, boys? Oh, how good was it seeing the Seagulls and the Broncos both losing the games? And you know what? Let's throw in another two, the Titans and the Dragons. Oh, you got to love these teams when they lose. And having all four of them on the weekend was absolutely fantastic. I just loved every moment. How about you there, LJ? You're not?
2: Fuck it. I'm going to flip the script this week. Instead of looking at how good it was in the weekend, let's look about how good it is for next weekend. So I had loaded up the team list, and there were two names that just shot out as NRL royalty. So first of all, we've got Jaden Campbell, the son of Preston Campbell, who was a great for the Sharks, the Panthers, and obviously the Titans at the end. And his son is going to debut at fullback. Now he looks about 70 kilos dripping wet. And Jack John's. That Johns name, finally getting named on the bench to play his first game of NRL for the Knights, just feels a bit more better with a Johns on the Knights team. So, yeah, that
0: was what was held good for me. Yeah, well, nice. Well, boys, do you reckon now uh, these two fellas were conceived after Premiership wins? What do you reckon?
1: <laughs> well, definitely would have to be Jack Johns for sure because... <laughs> Uh, I'm not too sure if you remember when uh, Matty Johns was getting interviewed the day after grand final, he was like, mate, this is better than Lego, (laughs) since no way he didn't get a leg up over that period. So 100%. Of course.
0: Do we start calling Jack Johns Lego Man then? Ooh, I like it. Is that his new nickname? Maybe. Maybe. Now boys, from the tippity top down to the biddy bottom, if that even works, worried as boys, take us away, LJ. (laughs)
2: What has got me worried as is the Warriors not knowing how to set up for that field goal. Now surely this is practice as a game time scenario during the week where you've got to have two people ready to kick the ball from any play that's coming up. Yeah, also had definitely need a runner beside you, so if it's a bad ball or the defenders are right at your face, you can just take a hit up and set up again.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you, man. Like, for us to not even respond within that last 10 minutes and seem like we we're going to take the field goal, and then when we finally did try and pull the trigger, we completely missed from out front. It's just, like, crazy stupid stuff, eh? And then on the other side, I remember thinking, hang on a second, Cowboys have absolutely no one who can kick. At least we have, like, Nico or Chit... But uh, then all of a sudden, old Valentine Holmes comes out and the penny drops. I'm just like, oh, fuck, he is a good field goal kicker. And sure enough, he managed to knock over the kick nice and easy, winning the game and breaking our little hearts. Oh, that was hard to hear again.
1: (laughs) Unfortunately, I think that is possibly one of the greatest field goals in the history of the NRL. Like, the way that he just cleanly hit that from, like you say, coach, about 40 metres out. And it just sailed. It must have been like a 60, maybe 70 metre drop kick.
0: I don't know. I've got one for you. How's about DCE kicking with both feet to break? Guess who's heart? The Warriors.
2: What a heartbreak on this episode. Jesus. It it sounds like
1: we don't even practice attacking setup for field goals or even defending against field goals. Like, ah, that'll never happen in our games. We either will just win or they'll give us a hiding. So it's not really a scenario that we have to defend against or practice against.
2: That reminds me of actually Cameron Smith nailing a drop goal from dummy half. Everyone expected the play to run out, so we just had a little drop from, I think it was 10 metres out, and just slotted it from from the ruck, which is unexpected.
0: It was a nice little bullet kick too. It was super fast. Yeah, what about you, Squid? What's got you worried as this weekend?
1: What's got me worried as this week, boys, is just continuously not being able to shut out these last... 10 minutes in these tight games. There's plenty of opportunity. We're ahead, but we just can't seem to do it. I mean, the Cowboys got, what, a 60, 70 meter runaway try to draw the game? Where's where's the defense? Where's the urgency? Where's the will to actually want to complete a game and win? Like, if it doesn't get given to them, it just seems like they're not interested. I mean, granted that they scored a try. Uh, who was it? Thibaut? Granted, he made a nice break down that far left-hand side for their attacking edge. And RTS just happened to be off um, for an HIA. But still, man, you've got to be those players who want to win, who want to be put themselves into that limelight, that spotlight, and say, I'm the man who's going to take this. I'm going to lead us to this game, to this victory. There's just no one that wants to do it.
2: And hey, your listeners will be able to understand why the squid stags are undefeated with a chat like that coming in at <laughs> halftime and full time. Jesus, that passion right there!
0: <laughs> Woo. The captain himself, <laughs> getting shit done. Now, boys, muppet of the week. Who have we got? Oh
1: God, it's like we can't seem to stop begging on the boys. But it is what it is this week. I don't think you guys will disagree at all. Jazz. I'm a complete and utter fuckhead tibanga (laughs) Uh, we all saw it on the game it was the latest hit I've ever seen I started watching Lord of the Rings on my second screen while the game was on got to the end of it apparently they throw the ring into a lava or something and then Jazza hit the guy I was like what are you up to bro there like three tackles
0: down the field. So we have a bit of a WhatsApp group for all the boys uh, around Australasia who are mates of ours and watch the NRL together. And I reckon Squid, about two minutes before this, said, oh, what's a bet? Tavaga comes on and draws a penalty. And then he goes and does that. Absolutely muppet. And it's
1: like, we just know it's coming. That's the problem.
0: And not only just that though, like he always seems to come on, and he's just—he thinks he's the biggest player on the NRL field. He comes out and he tries to like rough up people and trying to get into fights. And literally in the game, he almost tried to start like a couple of fights. It was just ridiculous. I honestly can't wait to see the back of Jazz Tavaga and the Warriors. Please take him off our hands. Ugh, oh, that's enough of that
2: muppet. Enough of that negativity. Ooh, <laughs> feel something special is coming on the horizon,
0: Coach. Who is our sponsor of the week? Well, this one is close, near, and dear to our hearts, and it is 90 second noodles, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, no putting two way. minute noodles to shame. Shame, two minute noodles. We're the official sponsor of the Fox because we're faster. But <laughs> the fuck, the other 30 seconds go. Hey, well, science—it's progressed so far. I must admit, I like the 90 second noodle name
1: better than what they were originally going to call them. When they were doing the brainstorming session at, at the company, they're calling them one and a half minute noodles, and it just didn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. So I think they're really onto a winner
2: here with 90 second noodles 90 seconds that means you have 30 seconds left with some activities coach you have 30 seconds what are you doing
0: uh uh, uh, i'm going to play that little game where you get the strings on your fingers and you try and make shapes nice squid (laughs) you i'm going
1: to do that little game where you get that
0: string in your fingers and you try to make shapes nice what about you lg i'm going to get that ball in the cup finally (laughs) (laughs) oh i thought we had a bit of a running joke there but never mind 90 second noodles ladies and gentlemen make sure to check that out in your grocery aisle in every single shop in australia and new zealand it's the biggest name look for the posters they're going to be absolutely everywhere because who needs two minutes when you can only go for 90 seconds and rumor
2: is they actually put it 30 seconds closer to the front of the shop just to really help you save that time so you can pick them up and go before the two minute noodles
0: boom they are quick now, boys, we are moving straight on to l la l- ladder Talk. Ladder Talk.
1: <sighs> boys, after been slagging off Manly all year, I finally give them props for one week, and they turn around and just go, fuck you, Squid, you're an idiot, <laughs> we're useless. So they haven't put in a bad performance since Tommy Turbo's come back, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what the hell that they were doing, they lost to the Newcastle Civil teams. And now the Newcastle are starting to knock on the top eight's door. And Manly is saying, hey, Newcastle, we we'll let you through and uh, we're on the way out, mate. So don't worry about it. What about you, Kosh?
0: Mate, I was just looking at the ladder this morning and I'm thinking to myself, how the hell are the Dragons and the Cowboys in the top eight? Like, didn't the Dragons just lose on the weekend, which probably means that they were in the top eight last week and I didn't notice. <laughs> and then the Cowboys, who I predicted as being bottom of the fucking table... How the hell are these guys in the top eight? I just don't understand it. I think my brain is officially broken. It just doesn't compute, does it? Doesn't.
1: What the fuck is going on?
2: Speaking of things broken, live check-in on the Raiders, and they've dropped down to 14th, so everyone can rejoice. They're in a tight battle with Brisbane and the Bulldogs. And if you didn't know, the Sharks have secured three wins in a row by beating the bye in this upcoming game, so that will put them in top eight contention again,
0: so everything's right in the world again
1: well that was quick for nothing computing to everything's right in the world the old nrl is a funny game isn't it
0: now i'm not sure if the ladder's going to be changing all that much but there are four games on the weekend technically only three because uh who wants to watch the dragons broncos games let's be honest <laughs> but the west tigers v panthers storm v titans and knights v eels boys who do you reckon's going to be top of the table after this one
1: I actually think Penrith Panthers is going to continue their winning streak, even though they've got five mm. players out for origin, which we'll touch on a little bit later. They've got Crichton, Mowarovsky in the centre still, Dylan Edwards coming back, Matt Burden gets another chance to play in the halves, Epicorosale uh, didn't get selected for origin. The only thing that might let them down is that they've got three debutants on their bench, which is pretty unheard of. But if their depth is anything to go off, from what we've seen with these replacement players, they're just going to walk all over the Voldemort's and just continue. I think they'll be 13 on the trot. No dramas there. Next game,
0: you just got to take one look at their opposition, and yeah, they've basically got the win in the pocket. So well done. Now, boys, T A B time. T-T-B, T-T-A-B. So kicking off with that
2: anytime try scorer for Thursday. It's one of those set and forgets, put it on, go watch something else. The boy Dufty. Now it's really hard to pick someone who's going to score a try between these teams. But I imagine Dufty's got a thing to prove as he's looking for a contract. So he is my anytime try scorer. I think he might bag a double.
1: Squiddy. Ravalawa. He's coming up against a rookie in Selwyn Cobbo. So don't know too much about him. But Ravalawa, being the experienced NRL player that he is. Big Piece of muscle, hamstrings for days. He is just going to run amok. So I feel sorry for this poor kid. Traps for weeks. He's got, he's got the more. So I just feel that he's going to make Cobos' night really tough, and he'll be in for a double if not a triple. Boom, easy money.
0: Now my wild card for the weekend, boys, is. Colby Hetherington, the real Hetherington, the uh, future MVP of the NRL. Once again, boys, give it up for Colby because you're going to be placing a bet and going home with three houses. It's going to be amazing. Bet one house, win three. I like it. Exactly. Get on it, boys. Get on it. The real Kobe Hetherington.
2: <laughs> okay, now it's time for Wheel of Fortune. Let's get that wheel spinning. <laughs> All right, and first of all, we've got to look at last week where we had Nico Hines, who was on the hot seat, and he's just signed a deal with the Sharks for 1.8 over three years, pushing the Warriors out of it, who once again have missed out on a Storm player.
1: Uh, So it's actually overheard. Um, Nico Hines coming out of the Warriors talks when he was discussing a possible contract with him before signing with the Sharks that they didn't actually table a good enough deal I think it was only 1.5 millions over three years and that just wasn't enough for what this kid is doing on the field he's like I'm worth more than that so on his way out he was just like go on then, fuck you fuck you and your Warriors shit and then uh, from there he just you'll went to back. with the so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what uh, Cameron George was trying to say to him. He's like you'll be back but, uh, I think Nico Hines gets the
0: last laugh on that one Absolutely. And uh, for this week, boys, we've got a little hum digger, Blake Ferguson, still unsigned halfway through the NRL season. Boys, where do you reckon Blake Fergo will end up? Personally, I don't really care. I think he could probably go over to the Super League. But yeah. what do you guys reckon?
2: I think he is off to the Super League. He's already been told at the start of the season that he's not wanted for next year, and now he's just been dropped. So he's got no one to impress and no one's reaching out wanting him.
0: So Super League bound. Man of Steel, I imagine.
1: Apparently Fergo, son. See you later.
0: What have they been calling him at the moment? Fergalicious? (laughs) For Fergasaurus? I can't remember. It's a horrible nickname, whoever's been giving it to him. But uh, See you later, Blake. It's been good, mate. Do you reckon (laughs) they've got breezes over in, or cruisers over in the UK? I believe that must be one of their selling
2: points, because a few of the boys seem to enjoy it over there, so I imagine Blake could be right over there.
0: Well, I think if Blake does head on over there, then surely, for your shark's sake, Dugan surely will follow. (laughs) Oh, they
2: are a duo. Be rude to break them up. Fucking ship them off. Tavanga can fly them there.
1: (laughs) done probably split a box on the flight
0: over now boys of course this coming week we have state of origin new south wales v the dirty filthy (laughs) ugly looking (laughs) queenslanders now as far as i'm aware all three of us are new south wales supporters some pretty interesting names on the list but uh, do you guys have any further thoughts on who's been named for each team Squid. Um,
1: yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Daniel Saifidi, to be honest. Uh, and I definitely think with Haas being a big minutes prop that he should be starting, with him coming off the bench, he's just not going to get the minutes that he can do and be quite devastating with. So that's probably one of the um, little issues that I have. I don't know whether I'd even have Saifidi in the team, to be honest. I'm a big fan of RCG. Big body, goes hard, quite aggressive. And yeah, so that's, just, that's one for me that I would have done. And I just think... Maybe the loose forwards for both teams. I'm I'm not too sure if it's because maybe there's a couple of injuries, but I just feel like maybe Jai Arrow and Isaiah, yo, yo, just maybe not starters in origin. But that's just me personally.
2: Sounds so negative about it. Have you not seen the back lines? Damn, we got To- oh who's probably going to get first try scorer. Then we got Teddy at the back, Mitchell. We got Tommy Turbo, who's going to turn up again. But yeah. Okay, I must admit it, the forwards look a little weak, but our bench looks strong, but I feel like half of those players should be starting.
0: Yeah, I reckon we're going to win on the bench alone, basically. I think our bench far surpasses the strength of the Queensland bench, so fingers crossed that we can win this, because last year my hopes were high, and look what happened.
2: I know what's got you excited though, Coach. is that number 12, Tarek Sims starting. Now, it's not him so much that you're after, but if he's playing, that might mean that one of the Fox specialists might be
0: Ruan herself. She might even make an appearance on the tally for you. Oh, mate, that's uh, what dreams are really made of. If at the very least, the fact that he's named should mean that she's at the game, and maybe if we win, he might give her a sneaky little hug, and she might get a bit of TV time, and then, uh, well, we all know what happens then. (laughs) Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So, boys, just while we're talking Origin and all things Origin, uh, obviously the games have moved from Melbourne to Townsville, and we've got our very own Melbourneian on board. Coach, what's the talk in Melbourne at the moment about this uh, game being moved?
0: Wait, what? There was there was a State of Origin scheduled <laughs> down here in Melbourne? Um oh, well, I don't know. I didn't hear, see or hear anything about it. It's all AFL down here, mate. Huh. So uh, I can't believe we're actually going to have State of Origin 1. So, uh COVID hit and uh, it's no longer here so I guess no one's really going to notice to be honest but hey Townsville Uh, Personally, I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's in Queensland territory, blah, 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 blah. I don't think home field advantage really matters, especially in Queensland, unless it's Suncorp Stadium. So the fact that it's in North Queensland, I don't really mind. I think this game will be based on the speed of the game and maybe the referee decisions. But yeah, I'm not too discouraged by the fact that this is being played outside of our home turf or neutral territory. What do you reckon, LJ? Talking about ref
2: discussions, do you think there's a potential that we might be seeing an 11v11 11 11 at one point on the field?
1: Uh, yeah, hopefully not there, LJ, because they always say that Origin is played under a different set of rules. Now, granted that the rules are the rules, apparently, but you've always been allowed to have a lot more, let's say, wiggle room or grey area within these rules. And with this crackdown, I'm pretty sure that Abdo has come out and said that Origin will still be a great show and it won't be uh, anything different. So maybe he's. Uh, uh, slipped an extra five bucks into the rest pocket and i uh, said i oh, just let things slide a little bit more just to not ruin the game for that fact
2: i think enough about 11v11 11 11. let's talk 1v1 special origin edition now i'm going to start us off with grant versus cook now a few of you might not have known that uh, grant actually hasn't played the last few weeks and cook has actually been out of form he may have picked up a bit of form on the weekend found it on the ground scored a try it'd be really interesting to see how they control the game.
0: Yeah, well, the fact that Cookie's been out of form kind of scares me quite a lot because last year I feel like he really dropped the ball in the middle there as well. So I just hope that Cookie gets back to his uh, life-saving runs and basically runs from dummy half because that's what wins us in Origin when he plays but for me boys I've got the chin V the neck part or part two for those who speak English so the chin got up in the last one when these two faced obviously Manly V Panthers a few weeks back but this is where it all counts state of origin so for the chin to really come away with the win I think he has to control the game like he does in the NRL and DCE well he just needs to go get fucked because everybody doesn't like him and uh, I don't like him either so fingers crossed the chin can get up on this one but that's my 1v1 for State of Origin.
1: So for me boys, it's the Speedsters on the wing, Coates versus the Fox. They've just recently had a battle like your boys, coach so The Fox managed to get up over him, competed in the air against uh, the toilet coats, which I thought was quite a positive to see because I was like, that will be coming down to play in the Origin coming up. And uh, it'll be interesting to see because they're also two of the quickest men and there's normally some long range tries in these Origin games of of recent years. So hopefully the Fox can get into some space and just burn him. That's what I want to see. And that's my 1v1 for this Origin game.
0: Nice, nice. Well, we've got a few questions to end up this podcast, but first we'll get to our fan question. He's emailed through nrlback3 at gmail.com. Now, this comes from Daniel Simons, and he's asked, who is the origin player you've most hated who plays for the team that you support? So we all go for New South Wales. So over the history of the New South Wales rugby league team, who's a player that you necessarily didn't like so much
1: great question there daniel simons um took me a little bit to think about this one because you know you don't really want to hate the players representing the state that you back but for me it was uh i'd have to say sean timmons uh somehow managed to get himself the number six jersey back in the middle 2000s i think it was and he just happened to win us one of the games with a massive drop goal from probably about 30 or 40 out it was only one point back in those days um and this all sounds great it, him leading new south wales to victory but one of my uh close mates back then was a dragon's supporter and he just never let us forget it so it was very tough to um to swallow that one and be like yeah your dragons they did good they did well for us thanks very much
2: and what about you lg for me i had three but i had to narrow it down to one and it has to be Bo scott Now, I never understood why he was picked for the team. They always picked him as a defensive centre to help defend Inglis, and he just got ran over constantly. He played second row in club games for the Dragons, and then suddenly he was a centre expert. Now, I just couldn't understand it, could never understand that picking, and just hated
0: him. Coach, you. Firstly, New South Wales picking players out of position that does not sound right (laughs) but for me boys uh, my friends would say that it's actually Greg Bird because I absolutely hated him and I still do to this day probably the worst player to ever play the NRL Um, but it's actually a surprise and it's it's the Sharks new upcoming coach Craig Fitzgibbon Ah, I used to hate the dude I thought he was just a waste of space I never knew why he got picked everyone used to talk so highly of him but he used to frustrate me he made so many mistakes he'd make incorrect off options and I think he was our kicker as well and God did he know how to miss a conversion so for me it was Craig Fitzgibbon oh that is a bit of a surprise actually and thanks Daniel for the question now feel free to always
2: send them through but that's actually got me thinking about who do we actually think missed out of the team for round one that were a bit unexpected or a bit sadly missed oh
0: for me it's got to be Matty Burden I cannot believe that we haven't put him in like the top 20 Ooh. he's got origin written all over him and I know he's been named in the halves this weekend but that guy needs to put his hand up and say I oh, want to be a center because he's fucking good at it so i reckon if he plays center for a full season he should be named at new south wales to play center because he's really good and i think he'll do better than latrell and tom so that's mine
2: he's got a lot of girdler to him that i think we really need we have really missed that strike weapon center who just can change a game so i'd have to agree with you there squiddy who have you got
1: the guy that I feel a little bit sympathetic for was probably Cody Walker. He's sort of got that versatility, like Jack Whiten, but probably playing better football than Jack Whiten because old Jackie boy hasn't been playing that great. He's in a team that's struggling where at least when the Rabbitohs win, it's generally on the back of Cody Walker playing well. Maybe been a little bit out of his depth, came in the origin arena, but he's just that little bit older, a little bit wiser, a bit more experienced, and he probably could have brought a little bit more energy off the bench. Although Jack Whiten is a strong player, great aggressive player everyone says he's an origin built player but I just feel like Cody Walker could feel a little bit hard done by without getting selected
2: and for me I feel like our team's missing some mustaches where the (laughs) hell are they RCG poor little bastard he is 100 kilos dripping wet and he can't even make the origin team I really think we're going to miss his aggression starting the game or coming off the
0: bench I think he's better than Saifidi so, yeah, I think he's the unlucky one for me. Of course, of course. Now, boys, throwing back your memory, cast it back all the way back. Get the fishing line out. Who's got the biggest muscles here, boys? Who's, who's going to cast back the furthest? Because we're going <laughs> to talk about the worst ever Origin performance. Do you guys have anyone that you could think absolutely had a, a diabolical play during Origin? LJ, maybe start off with you. Well,
2: I only like to train arms, so I feel like I could tip <laughs> this one back. Nathan Merritt. Oh, he led the try scoring for four or five years constantly for the Rabbitohs. and every year they're like mm, he's too small. Then one year they decided to give him a go on Inglis' side and oh I've never seen such a poor performance. The only performance I can compare it to is when Manu Vatufai dropped like 12 kicks against the Eels and they talked about pulling him off. They didn't then they finally did. They needed to pull Merritt off. It was the worst performance I've ever seen and that was just one chance. Yeah,
1: pretty much confirmed everything that everyone had always said about him in origin Was true. (laughs) I've tried to black out a lot of the bad performances over the last. Oh, eight, the eight or so years when uh, Queensland just really dominated. But I have to go all the way back to where it all started and for me it would have to be Brett Hodgson. Not only did he get ragdolled out by Gordon Tallis, dragged like 40 metres sideways and back flipped over the sideline, but he also threw the squiggly pass that led to Darren Lockyer uh, running onto the ball and scoring the try to win the
0: series in 2006. Ooh, Those are some dark memories. Let's try and lighten the loot and, and... Put a bit of positive spin on the New South Welshman. What about your best memory, boys? LJ.
2: Oh, this one always gets me excited. Soon as Thun throws me a, a rugby ball, I always just want to drop a kickie and yell out, Brett Finch! Oh, cast your mind back. It's early 2000s. Everyone's like, who the hell is Brett Finch? Why is he picked? Comes off and nails a 40-yard field goal. Oh, the next day at school, I was running around kicking anything. Someone would drop a pen, I'd kick it. Someone would drop a ball, I'd kick it. As long as I yelled out, Brent Fitch it was okay. It was the Kobe, Kobe shot of my generation. And still such a great memory. Wow, oh, what a memory.
1: Uh, for me, lads, when I, when, when I think of memories, I think of these two great performances. One is the two. Th- thousand game three decider and Ryan Gertie Girdler scores about 34 points in a single game I think it was the first time ever that any team had scored 50 in uh, Origin and uh, I think he got three or four tries and about eight kicks, ten kicks, something like that. It was just an absolute showpiece by the man. Beautiful to stuff. Coach, what about you? What's got your your
2: memories are fluttering?
0: Yeah, for me, it's a throwback to just a few years ago when Josh Morris, injured on the sideline, hurts his knee, trainers next to him, but all of a sudden he has to chase down one of those filthy Queenslanders, gets up, sprints, and then pulls him down and takes him out of the field, making one of the greatest tackles ever produced in Origin. So that's, uh, that's my fond memory, and I think that one will live with me forever because it was absolute gold. They should actually show that footage at the start of every Origin series just to show the players, "Hey boys, this is what we aim for. Get it right."
1: I think we've got another special Origin edition here, boys. It's uh Origin edition TAB time.
0: T-A-B. 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 Origin edition.
2: Whoa. Oh, I love the segment even more of the origin twist. Now we're going try scores. You got to think RGC's not there. So I've got to back my boy Brian To'o. I reckon he's getting two, maybe one each half. So I reckon that's your bet for it.
0: One each half. Koshi, who have you got? Uh, for me, it's got to be you, uh, you all the way to the try line, coming straight through the middle. I reckon this big boy's going to be getting one straight up the guts. So that's you, you for me. Squid.
1: ship boys, it'll be hard to argue with those. Um, I would have to think, similar to last year, it's got to be a tactic. Kick it to Tommy Turbo. He's gonna. He's playing in the centre. Um, he'll be looking at some high balls for him. He's a good leaper of the ball. He's a good catcher. So I reckon probably to the uh, left-hand side of the uprights, nice little up and under, he'll be catching it, scoring the try under the black dot. And that's my origin TAB time.
0: Underneath the post, let's get it on. Uh, boys that actually calls it quits for this week's podcast listeners thank you so much for this week and we're actually going to be having a bit of a bye ourselves next week with origin of course that taking place on a Wednesday we usually record these on a Tuesday and of course we won't know what would have happened so we can't really help us there so we're going to take a bye and really look forward to the next two weeks rugby league we're going to be on the social medias so make sure you follow us on instagram at the nrl back three and tell your friends about our facebook we're really trying to grow that this coming two week period over origin but uh yeah let's amp it up get pumped for origin and we'll see you right back here in two weeks on the nrl back three podcast